You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. God Did It is the title of this devotion. In 1978, and the reason I remember this because it was a turning point in my life, I had had a car accident in September of that year, and I was still 17 then in September. In in October, I became 18, and I'd broken my second vertebrae, my neck in two places. And to make a story short, I walked out of the hospital seven days later because Jesus had come to me and saved me in His mercy. And when I walked out, my father said to me, now, Robert, you know, your life is not your own. And yes, a whole new beginning came and my life was transformed. But it's amazing how when we begin with the Lord, we still, while we get a new life to come into this body, we still live in this old body. And some of the ways of the old sometimes try to wrestle, to, gain, to, to survive in us and to, to hold on. And I had been at home for quite some time. And then one day I got this incredible disappointment. It's, it's a bit of a story, so I'll just give you the short version. I got this disappointment. And, and I was so disappointed that I thought, I had this thought, forget it, stuff it. I don't need this. And that was the thought I was having. And that was a bit the old nature still trying to survive in me. And that was on the desk there, this little Bible my sister Esther had given me. And my father's words were in my mind who said, read the Psalms. And next to that little Bible was a phone. And this phone number of these worldly friends came to me. And I got up and I was walking towards that table and I was undecided. Am I going to take the Bible? I'm going to take the phone. And divine providence of God's incredible mercy guided me to grab the Bible instead of the phone, even though the two voices read the Psalms, call your old friends who were shouting as loud as they could. But I grabbed the the Bible and I opened my Bible right to this, right? Right to this. It shows you how the Word of God's eternal, even though it happened so long ago to me, it was as if it was yesterday. And this is what I read when I opened my Bible. Help me, O Lord my God. Oh, save me according to your mercy that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. That's the title. God did it. That you, Lord, have done it. And when I read that, it was the Holy Spirit coming into my conscience and making that word alive inside of my heart and my mind because God speaks to us inwardly by His Spirit. He speaks direct into our spirit, direct into our heart. And it was God speaking to me and they shall all know that I have done it. And that word 
has stayed with me that today that is my great desire that others may know that what I am and what I have and what I do is by the goodness and mercies of my loving Heavenly Father and that it is He who has done it. David in one of the Psalms, one of his famous Psalms that I really love, you know, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning is in this Psalm 30. But right here in the end of Psalm 30, he says, in verse 11, you have turned for me my mourning into dancing and you've put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. And you see, this is part of my, of the message this week in these devotions to give thanks to God. And one of the ways, friends, that we give thanks to God is that we know and we believe and we say, I know the Lord did it. I know He did it. I know He did it. Others may not always see it, but we see it, that He did it. And I pray today that it's in your heart. You see, David's. he says, you've turned for me my mourning into dancing. You've put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. In other words, I had such lowness of heart and soul. I was so low and yet you've made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. Oh my goodness, these good old songs. To the end that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. What is that? My glory, my living being, my soul. Who I am, what I am, gives praise to you. Oh, friends, it is so important that that is the disposition of our nature and character every day that we give glory to God. We were existed, we were created for the glory of God. That is the whole purpose that God may be manifest in flesh and blood. That is the foundation of creation. God is revealed in the flesh is what the scripture teaches. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, my whole living being. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name and forget not his benefits who forgiveth all our iniquity and heals all our diseases, amen. That's Psalm 103. And in Psalm 34, while we're right next to it, which I love, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be upon my lips. My soul makes its boast. My living being makes its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. My goodness, let us exalt His name together. For I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I looked to Him. And I was radiant and my face was not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, I've been looking forward to this devotion because one of the great inspirations in my life are to look at those whom, through whom God was able to bring His kingdom and His reign to the nations of the earth. 
You see, I believe that God does not want us to just look to what is set before us, that we will be eternally with Him, but also to what He has set before us while we're on this earth, so that our life may shine like a bright light in the darkness of this age, and that others may come to know that there is a true living God, and that we can affect whole nations by our lives in our lifetime. I mean, a, an interesting example would be Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She is with the Lord now, but she was just a simple little nun from one of the Balkan nations. I, I, I just can't think of the name right now of the country she came from. And, and she ended up in the Senate speaking to all the senators of the United States government. And she was asked a question, what must we do to bring peace to the world? They asked this frail little bitty nun, what must we do to bring peace to the world? Guess what she said? Go home, love your family. You see, it's how we live every day. At home, David says, how I long to walk a blameless path, especially in my own home where I need your help. That's Psalm 101. And one of the inspirations that I have in the scriptures is a man called Hezekiah. Through him, God was able to bring back the worship of the Lord within a very supernaturally quick time. It says in 1 Kings 4, I think it is, and the event took place suddenly and everybody knew it was the Lord. You see, God is wanting to bring things about today. I really believe that with all my heart. With all my heart, God can bring about a change. He can bring about a change, especially in this modern area with people with, with smartphones. <laughs> I was ministering in Armenia some time ago and I was praying and the people kept coming and kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. I mean, they kept coming. I, I think I ministered to at least 2,000 people that I laid hands on, uh, on and prayed over. And they just kept coming. Eventually, somebody had to close the door to the church because of what was happening on social media. People were, were letting people know what God was doing and people were getting out of their beds. And I was praying for people until 2.30 in the morning because they kept getting out of bed to come into church. I tell you the truth, God is wanting to do things today, folks, that maybe other generations couldn't have even dared asked, hoped or dreamed for. So let's be really optimistic and excited about what God wants to do today. But I want to take you to Hezekiah and show you something, okay? So we'll go to 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 20, please. 2 Kings chapter 20. Now, please stay with me. We're talking about how, how everybody will know God did it. That's what we're talking about. Everybody knows God did it, okay? Here in 2 Kings, start at verse 1 of chapter 20. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I've walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. 
And it happened before Isaiah had gone out of the midst of the court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. Surely I heal you. On the third day, you will go up to the house of the Lord. You see how quick God is able to turn things around when he sees a heart truly turning to him. Oh, let our hearts keep turning to him. He said, I will add to your days 15 years and I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. So they took and laid it onto the boil and he recovered. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, what is the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I shall go up unto the house of the Lord on the third day? And Isaiah said, this is the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing which he has spoken. I uh, shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or backward 10 degrees. Hezekiah answered, it is an easy thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. No, let the shadow go backwards 10 degrees. So Isaiah the prophet cried out to the Lord and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backwards by which it had gone down the sundial of Ahaz. Ahaz. Okay. Verse 12, at that time, Baradach, Baldan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and presents to Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick. Babylon, that's Iran. That's a long ways away from Jerusalem where Hezekiah was. And Hezekiah was attentive to them and showed them all the house of his treasures, the silver, the gold, the spices, the precious ointments, and all the armory, and all that was found among his treasures. And there was nothing in the house or in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. So this is a point that I've kind of never, ever lost here what happened. To me, this is one of the greatest healing miracles in the Bible, not because of the size or issue of the illness, but because of the demonstration of God to show all creation stood in attention to him healing Hezekiah, or should I say to God's healing power. All of creation bore witness. Why? What do you mean, Pastor? The sun went back on its, on its place 10 degrees to prove that the healing was the Lord. To prove that it was the Lord doing the healing, even though they made cream from figs and put that cream on the boil and the boil disappeared. It was not the cream that did it. Yes, it was, but it wasn't. It was the Lord who did it through the cream. And I thereby am so grateful for medicine because I believe God can work through it. I do feel you need to have God's leadership to, in how you do all of these things and really know you're being led by the Lord. But I, I personally do not see a contradiction. I see God working through it. But folks, this is one of the greatest miracles and everybody heard about it all the way to Iran, all the way. Over there, they heard about it, what the Lord had done for Hezekiah. 
Now go with me to 2 Chronicles, which is not far, verse chapter 32, okay? 2 Chronicles chapter 32, and we'll read verse 24 through 26 and verse 31, okay? In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death, and he prayed to the Lord, and he spoke to him and gave him a sign. Okay, so this is referring to what we read there in Kings, exact same. In the book of Isaiah, you also read about it. And Hezekiah did not repay according to the favor shown him, for his heart was lifted up. Therefore, wrath was looming over him and over Judah and Jerusalem. Then Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. Verse 31, however, regarding the ambassadors and the princes about Babylon, whom they sent to him to inquire about the wonder that was done in the land, God withdrew from him, withdrew from Hezekiah in order to test him that he might know all that was in his heart. How interesting. God withdrew from him to see if he was thankful, if he acknowledged God, if he gave God the glory and God the honor, if he said the Lord did it. And Hezekiah didn't do that. It's unimaginable. After all God had done for Hezekiah, when the opportunity was there to let everybody know the Lord did it, Instead, he showed him all of his gold and silver and all of his wealth and armor and all of his power. He didn't show them the Lord. And this is the point of this message today. Every one of us goes through times in life when it looks like the Lord's not there for us. And God's looking at our heart. God's looking at you. Do you know? I know God did it. I know God did it. Yeah, but, but you at the moment feel quite low and heavy and difficult. Oh, I tell you, but that doesn't take away what God has done. Absolutely not. Even in the shadows of my life, His mercies never failed to shine in my heart. Even in the low places of my life, He's the lily of the valleys. Even in the mountaintops, He is the rose of Sharon. Oh, I tell you, for everything I've gone through in this life, I give him praise. Catherine Kuhlman used to say, I walked a mile with pleasure and I chatted all the way, but left me none the wiser for all it had to say. But then I walked with sorrow and what I learned that day when sorrow walked with me. You see, when you feel the absence of God and it feels like life is all empty, to be able to say, I know God did this. I know God did that. I know God did that. It's kind of like David in Psalm 42. He says, oh, my soul, why be cast down within me? Why be cast down within me? I will remember this and therefore I will give praise how I went up with the strong to the house of the Lord. And I will again give him praise. Oh, my soul, why be cast down? Why be cast down? Come back up. Come back up. You have to sometimes tell yourself, come back up, come back up, come back up. Come on, 
Tell yourself, I'm coming back up. I'm coming back up. I'm not staying low and heavy. I'm not giving up on life. I'm going to live to the glory and the praise that all may know He did it, that all may see He did it. And I will again sing your praises with your people in your house, Father. I will again declare your goodness in the land of the living Lord. I will let everybody know that you've done it. Oh, David says, Lord, you who have shown me great and severe troubles shall revive me again. You will surround me with comforts on every every side and enlarge my greatness so that I may show a new generation that you are the strength of our lives. Oh, that's Psalm 71, verse 19 and onwards. Oh, friends, come on, come on. Let's not make the mistake that Hezekiah made that when the opportunity was there to let everybody know God did it, he showed them all of his personal wealth and increase. And his heart was lifted up instead of with gratitude to God. He allowed the earthly things to shadow God. Friends, let's not be shadows, but let's be bright shining lights of God's praise and glory. Amen. Have a good day.